Hello, Facebook world. I got Instagram up top here. I got Facebook down here. And uh, I've never done this, but I have both going for a good reason. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do something brand new today. I'm going to um, basically tell you my, my story, how I got to this point in my life and um, where I'm at, where I plan on going. So... I'm pretty nervous to do this. I've been sitting here staring at these screens <laughs> for literally like 20 minutes now. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I have some notes here to keep me on track because I'll probably get off track really easily. So um, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I might get a little bit emotional in some points. Um, bear with me. I've never told anybody a lot of these things. So I can already kind of feel it. But um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start basically from the beginning and um, where I have been and what I've gone through and what I'm going to do here in the future. So uh, it started back, you know, when I was a kid, I had a pretty normal childhood. I, it was a great childhood growing up. I thank my parents for that. Um, my parents separated when I was very young, like months, I think it was the first year, so it wasn't traumatic for me at all, like I didn't know what was going on, and my, my mom remarried when I was three, so I didn't know what was going on then either, really, I don't remember any of that, but my stepdad is awesome, and luckily, like this doesn't happen a lot, but my all three of my parents get along great, and uh, even to this day, like we all go hang out together, and we have a blast, so that's a blessing. Um, so that was never tough. I think the biggest difficulty was like jumping back and forth house to house. I never wanted to like spend too much time at one house and not go to the other because I didn't want any of my parents to think like I favored one more than the other or like just being at a house more than the other. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So definitely didn't want to do that. But um all through school, I always had a lot of fun and a lot of friends. I could pretty much hang out with anybody. I could hang out, you know, with like the jocks, the rebels. I was kind of a skater kid, and uh, I could go hang out with the RC groups, or I had a bunch of friends that were like student council and, you know, all the student leaders. And so school was always good. I wasn't very good in school, and uh, I had pretty bad acne, and I had braces. I had to get braces in high school. It sucked. I had them for my senior pitchers, too. But um, I was also a late bloomer, so <laughs> that's why I got this baby face. But um, because of, I guess, those couple things, it wasn't always the easiest for me internally. But, like, on the outside, you would never know. I was always having fun. I always had a smile on my face. And, uh, yeah, I don't think a lot of people really knew that. I was a little self-conscious back then. Um, I didn't do good in school at all. Like I said, I freaking had terrible grades, and I barely passed high school. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I'm, I just never put forth effort. I never did homework or anything like that. So my fault. Uh, we lived in a smaller town up in Michigan. Most of you know I'm from Michigan. I'm outside of Grand Rapids. So... Um, for some reason, though, my dream was to always travel. I always just saw myself going to California, becoming rich and famous. 
I didn't know how, but I was, I was just going to do it. I knew that from a young age. And I actually remember this one specific incident back in like third grade. I'm pretty sure it was third grade, second or third. It's almost one of like the earliest memories I have. And I was in a classroom and I was talking to this kid. I'm pretty sure his name was Nick too. Like I can picture him and the room and we're young and you know, you don't really know like future and all that. You just, Oh, what do you want to be when you're older? And we're having this conversation and I asked him what he wanted to be. And he said, um, you know, I just want to get a good job here. I want to find a wife and raise a family right here in our hometown. And I was like, what? Like, I was shocked. I was like, what are you talking about? You want to stay here forever? And he's like, yeah, like, what else would I do? That's, I grew up, like, I'm growing up here. This is, that's what I want to do. And I remember he said that, and I just had this feeling of, like, like uncertainty of, or, like, I don't think it was uncertainty. It was, like, not being, I wouldn't feel satisfied. Like I had just this feeling in my gut, like, man, if I did that and stayed here forever, I wouldn't feel satisfied with myself. Like, I didn't, I never um, reached past my boundaries. But, but, like, obviously, good for people like that. I, I just knew that at a young age, I knew I had to reach out and I had to go somewhere. I had to do something. So he was like, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you want to do when you're older? And I was like, dude, I have no idea how, but I'm telling you right now, I'm going to go to California. I'm going to get rich. And I'm going to get famous. <laughs> and that was just, I didn't know anything. That was all I knew. It's, it's kind of funny. But um, like I said, I had acne and braces and I was through high school. I was like super skinny, like very pale white. I didn't go out in the sun very much, played video games. Um, so I was pretty self-conscious about the way I looked in like those senses. Um, and I never really felt like I stood out in the, the good ways like that I wanted to being like jacked and like tan, good looking. I, I always felt like I wanted, or I was like that, but I definitely wasn't. Um, I knew that, uh, I, I always pictured myself getting jacked and like when I pictured the future, I'd be on the beach and I'd be tan and muscular, but in no way, shape, or form was I like that in high school. I was afraid to lift weights. When we had to do it in gym class, I'd put like a plate on each side, and I don't think I don't think I could get it like off of the rack. So, no, lifting was not my thing. Um, where was I? See, I knew I was gonna lose my place. So, uh, I loved like being friends with everybody. I could go hang out with any group in school. But at the same time, looking back at it, I kind of felt like an outcast because of that, because I'd, I'd go hang out with all these different groups, but I was never like the leader in that group. I was always just kind of like joining and hanging out with them for, you know, a little bit here and there, and I'd just jump around. So I was never like that deep into a group, and I feel like super connected. So I kind of didn't know like where my place was, I guess. And um, I just kind of went with the flow. I was kind to everybody, so I got along with everyone. But like inside, I know that I would judge people really harshly in my mind, like especially the people that were in the spotlight. I always just wanted to be in the spotlight and I didn't feel like I was. So I would judge them and try to like bring them down like, oh, okay, well he's doing this, that's weird. And you know, he's saying all these things like that's stupid. And especially like growing up with social media now, I know like I look at pe people with, um, like the things that I have success or the things that I wanted like success and 
um, being fit and motivational that they have more than I have now. I've definitely um, taken them down a notch in my mind. Just, oh, you know, they were born that way or it's, it's their parents' money, stuff like that. And I know that's just very um, negative thoughts and we should not have those. So I've definitely worked on that. Um, those are all pretty much just excuses to make yourself feel better. And uh, I just wanted to be fit and successful and motivational. And that's what I boiled it down to was I was, I was judging people so harshly that I was afraid to be that person. And um, I would just look for other people's approval by trying to be so nice all the time. And I think that I wanted the success and the fame and everything. Like I wanted to be rich and famous because I would automatically know that I have everyone's approval. Like I'm rich and famous. How could you, you know, whatever, hate on me. I'm rich and famous. I wouldn't care then. But without having that, I was self-conscious. So I think that's why I really wanted it. But um, like fast forwarding to out, out of high school, because I, I did graduate, just barely. <laughs> um, so like around the age of 20 is when uh, I, I really started looking at my life. At that point, I actually, I'd been kicked out of college because I was put on academic probation and I didn't, I still didn't know how to learn. I didn't try, put forth any effort. And either I was put on academic probation and I just didn't go back or I, I think I might've actually tried and got like academic suspension. So I literally, <laughs> it sucks, but I got kicked out of college. It is what it is at this point. I always pictured myself going back and I told everyone, I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going back. And uh, I just never did. So I luckily was able to get jobs through connections. Like my family members pretty much was like my dad and my uncle definitely got me my jobs because I only had a high school diploma and you can't do too much nowadays with, all, with just that. And I don't want to tell anyone, oh yeah, I got kicked out of college, but yeah, give me a job. <laughs> so connections helped. Luckily, um, I was working two jobs at that point, like 20 years old, yes, two jobs that I didn't really care for. I was working with cars, which I loved cars, but I was cleaning them, so it wasn't, wasn't anything I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And then other than that, I really had no future plans. I was pretty unhealthy back then. I used tobacco products. I would eat fast food and just basically do whatever. I didn't really have plans and I just had bad habits and I would spend money. Like when I wasn't working, I'd waste all my time, spend money on wasteful things and just pretty much bad habits. But I would make it look like I was successful by buying, buying things to make me look, you know, like I had money. So if you knew me, you didn't know, like most people, if you're listening to this and we you have known me for a long time. You probably didn't know a lot of those things. Like I got kicked out of college and um, that I didn't really like where I was at because I acted like I did. I acted like the man and, you know, I, everything I got or everything I want is coming to me. That's pretty much how it was. Um, so it was around 20 that I realized, like, man, I'm really just stuck in this self-destructive cycle and I'm not going anywhere. I have no plans and I have to do something about this. So instead of doing something, I just kept playing video games and I didn't want to wake up. So I'd sleep like 12 hour days at least. I'd sleep in all day, play video games. And then when I had to go to work, go to work. And I think 
that was mostly just because I didn't want to face my fears. And it, I was good at video games, and that was easy, so I took the easy route, which sucks, but it's the truth. So um, one day, I do remember this pretty vividly. I was on lunch break, and I was at this gas station. I could picture the corner, everything back up in Michigan. And this uh, brand-new expensive sports car pulls up. And into a parking spot and I was inside the gas station and it was this lime green it had big black rims and exhaust it had tint like it was sick it was really really sweet it was a beautiful car and I'm a car guy so I'm staring at this thing like dang I wonder who who's that is because you can't see the tint so dark and this young guy steps out of there like maybe a couple years older than me young 20s and this guy just looks like the man I'm looking at him like what how is this possible and i went to go do the thing that i would originally do like oh that's obviously like daddy's money is exactly what i would think and instead this time for whatever reason i was like okay let me just step step back and like analyze this and i just noticed he looked like the man he was muscular he was tan he was confident walking in and like everything he had on looked designer i just remember thinking like how could this young guy a couple years older than me have everything that i wanted and i was nowhere near what i wanted so i just watched him kind of like watch what he did and i was just kind of standing in the back of the um the grocery store and then when he went to go get in line like i i wanted to get in behind him just keep watching him and i noticed so when i got in line behind him he had this bar even in the back of his neck. He had the back of his neck pierced. Like, I've never even seen that. But I was like, what the? Like, this guy literally has, like, no fear. This guy's he's, he's the man. Like, he's a good-looking guy. No homo. But he, I was just like, man, this guy is freaking sweet. And um, I just I watched him walk out. And in my mind, I was like, man, how the heck is he is he able to do all that, have no fear? Like, I would never pierce the back of my neck. I'd be scared and He's tan and just all like confident. And I just kind of realized at that point, I was like, that's, that's it. Like this guy is literally, he's afraid of nothing. He doesn't care what people think about him. So he's just doing it. He looks like the man. And then it all clicked. Like if I look like the man and I wanted to be the man, then that's what I had to do. I literally just had to look like the man and everything that I wanted would come my way. That's literally like what I thought looking back. It's pretty messed up. But at the same time, I thought there was something behind that. Like, Oh, if I just look like the person I see in my head, money, fame, everything will just come my way. All I have to do is tan lift and act confident. So that was my plan. I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, I was afraid of standing out, but I was going to get that out of my head and I was going to become the man. So I guess my plan was spring break. <laughs> spring break was like three months away. So it was the middle of winter in Michigan. Um, so I was super pasty white at this point. But I knew that I had to get Jack tan and confident. So I had to get in the gym. So I advised this plan. I had a convertible at the time because, like I said, I wasted my money on things to make me look rich. So I had a convertible and I was like, if I can get one of my friends to agree to take the convertible down to Florida with me, then I could probably also get them to agree to join the gym with me because I was way too afraid to do it alone. 
So that's exactly what I did. I called my buddy. It was this kid that I worked with. Um, we went together, or we went to the same high school. He was a year under me, but we didn't know each other at all until we got we were detailing cars together. So I call him up, and we we were decent friends. Like we hung out at work and laughed together. And he was single. He just, he was just recently single, and I was single. I was like, okay, this guy would be awesome. Like he looks good and he's fun. So I call him. I was like, hey man, what are you doing? He's like, I'm in California right now with my family. Like we're on a vacation. I was like, well, what are you doing uh, in three months? I got in spring break for spring break. And he goes, well, uh, I probably won't be able to do anything since I'm on vacation right now and it'll be hard to get work off. And I'm like, man, that freaking, like we are stuck here. Like that sucks. And I was like, dude, I told him what I want to do. I was like, dude, how about we take my convertible down to Florida, just get away from everything for a while. Just you and I will have a blast. Like, what do you think? And he goes, you know what? Screw it. I'm in. And I was like, yes. Okay. Okay. But here's the kicker. I was like, dude, if we're going to, the, if we're going to Florida together, we're going to be on the beach. We have to look good on the beach. Like I'm not trying to go to Florida, be this pasty white skinny kid. And it'll just be you and I hanging out on the beach. Like, no, we got to be looking good. And he's like, yes, dude, I'm in. I've been looking for somebody to go to the, start going to the gym with because I have no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, I'm the same way. Like, okay, this is perfect. And in my head, I'm just like, like overexcited. This is happening. My plan is coming together. I'm going to have someone to go to the gym with and I'm going to get Jack tan. I'm going to post pictures on social media and I'm going to become rich and famous. That's it. That's all I thought you had to do. So he comes back from California and uh, we start lifting. So we go to Planet Fitness of all places. It was cheap. They had tanning and they had weight. So we start lifting really hard for those three months. We're tanning like ridiculous amounts, <laughs> probably not healthy for our skin. But um, yeah, I was going for it. I was going all in. So basically we did that for the three months. And I was, I, we were in good shape and I was so tan. I remember my dad, he was actually lifting at Planet with us one night and I want to go tan and he's like, son, you're tan enough. Calm down. <laughs> I was like, all right. In my head, I was like, all right, yeah, Dad, I will. But in my head, I was like, I got a tan. Like, I'm getting as tan as I can. So he basically told me I was looking ridiculous. Thanks, Dad. But I didn't listen at the time. Um, so three months go by, and we got in pretty dang good shape for three months. We lifted six, seven days a week, and we were eating as much as we could. We learned all this stuff just on Google. We Google weighed or we Google search our way into shape basically. Um, so we get in the car, we pack it. We literally had, it's a tiny convertible. So we had a trunk full, we had a backpack. Whoever was in the passenger seat had a backpack on their feet. So you had no room. And we drove straight through Michigan to Florida all through a day and all through the night. And we just took turns. And we get to Florida early in the morning the sun's like just coming up so we get go inside check in the hotel room uh we go in take a nap and then neither of us can sleep we just wake up and we're like dude is the sun like the sun's it's high enough like let's just go out to the beach we're so excited we just want to show off take pictures and you know that's what we've been working for three months for so we uh get our bathing suits on <laughs> and 
they didn't have a gym at the hotel we were at. So we're like, dude, we gotta get, <laughs> we gotta get a pump on. We can't go down to the beach without a pump. So we have all our food in this cooler and we fill it up with ice. So it was pretty heavy. And it was this big blue cooler and it had handles on each side. So we pick it up and we start doing cooler curls with it. <laughs> so we're doing cool, cooler curls back and forth. And then whoever wasn't doing the curls was doing like push-ups on the ground and just lifting our bags up, doing whatever, just to get a pump on. And we had to do what we had to do to go get a pump on, go down to the beach and be the man. So we do that for a little bit, walk down to the beach and... I quickly, quickly realized that you do not get big muscles and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger in a matter of three months. <laughs> it doesn't happen. Like, yeah, we looked, we were lean and we had a little bit of muscle tone at this point. We were so skinny that any muscle we got, it just showed. But the guys around us were looking like, geez, oh, Pete's, these guys are freaking huge. We look like babies. We, like we never lifted. And we both have baby faces. So it wasn't. It wasn't anything like I pictured it in my mind. We did have a great time. We were there for a week, and um, it was awesome. I made probably the best friend in my life. He's one of my best friends, Dennis. That's his, his name. And we did that together, and we're still best friends today. But we realized that we had to step it up a notch. So we drove home from Florida, and when we got back, we, we were like, okay, we are going all out. What's the best gym we can join around here? Like Planet Fitness is not doing it anymore. It only goes up to 60s. It doesn't have free weights. So we, we joined this gym called Maximus, and it's pretty an intense gym. Um, Mr. Michigan owns it. His, his name's John. Well, John Pitch, I'll say his name. He's awesome. It's uh, a hardcore gym, but everyone there is super nice, and they taught us a ton, and they actually got us to agree to work up or work out towards a fitness a physique competition so we're like dude okay this is it okay so we get big and then we're on stage and now that we're on stage then people are gonna see us and then we'll get rich and famous like we had it all wrong you can't just go on the beach and get rich and famous you gotta be on stage so we had a new goal and we started lifting super hard we had John pitch become our trainer and um, he he gave us meal plans and he started showing us what we were doing wrong and what we should be doing. So we started lifting really heavy and we were in there once again, like six days a week. We learned seven days was bad. So it's five, six now eating a ton. And then we started shredding and the day came that we had to go up on stage. And, um, Dennis and I didn't realize that since we were new, our first class, we were actually going head to head. Um, so there's like 20 some guys and, we did the whole thing. You line up and they call you out and then they basically filter you to the middle, the best people in the middle. So Dennis and I were both in the middle and we're super pumped. Like we worked out together. We did our meal plans. We cooked together. We, did, we lived together at the time. So we did everything together. And we're like, dude, we don't care who it is. One of us is taken first and one of us is taken second. And then we win. And uh, come turn, or turns out Dennis won. He got first and I actually got third. This one kid, he got in between us, which sucked. It still ticks me out to this day, but, I mean, he did beat me out, and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so we got first and second, and then our other classes, we had two others. So Dennis got first, second, and third, 
And I actually ended up taking third, fifth, and sixth, which kind of hurt my ego a little bit because I thought for sure I was going to beat you, Dennis. Dang it. But um, <laughs> I love you, bro. Um, but it was an incredible experience. Like, I learned a ton, and it boosted my morale, and it kind of made, like, my judgment my judgment on others went down and it made me realize like what I needed to do to step up my game. But it all ended so fast. Like it was a weekend thing and then Monday came and we're back to our normal jobs and it all just kind of ended. So nothing was significantly changing once again. And I was ticked like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Like I just, ah, oh, I want to be the man. So I went to Maximus. I remember, Late one night, I was lifting by myself, and um, this kid that I kind of knew through Dennis, Dennis knew him better than I did, but he walked up to me, and he was like, hey, man, what are you doing next week? And I was like, uh, working. That was the only thing that I could think of. And he goes, well, what do, you, what do you think about flying to L.A. with me and my group? And uh, we have a tour bus, and you could go on tour with us. I mean, you have, like, you're good looking, you're outgoing, you're kind. Like, I, I would vouch for you if you wanted to do that. And I was like, I was like, wait, me? Like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, like, what do you think? And I was like, I, I played it cool, you know. Inside, I'm like, what? Like, I lived my entire life for this one moment. This is what I've been waiting for forever since I was freaking third grade or younger. And it was, it was happening. So I was like, I couldn't even think I was so excited, but I played it real cool. You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, let me check my schedule. Uh, I, I'll get back to you. And I kind of doubted it because I had people talk to me about, you know, things before like, Oh, we could do this or that. And it never, ne never led to anything. So I was skeptical. I'll admit, but, um, the next day he gets me on the phone with his boss the owner and the owner's like, yeah, dude. So I'm looking at your pictures online and, um, our guy, he's vouching for you. So yeah. What do you say we do this? And I was like, what? This is real. Like it's happening. So I said, I'm in. And then the next day I went to work and, uh, I was actually working with my uncle at that point. And it was, Oh, it was freaking the hardest thing to do. I was so scared to tell him, but I, I let him know that I could only give him a week's notice, but I am done doing construction with you for now. And he didn't believe me really either, but it happened the next week or that Friday. Uh, the owner was like, hey, come to Detroit. You got to sign your contract. So I did that. And then afterward, some of the other guys were there. We went out, had like a little celebration, after party, and then... I think it was like the next day or Monday, we lit, I got on a plane and we literally flew and touched down in LA and I was in California for the first time in my life about to live my dreams. And I can't even explain to you the feeling of that. It was, oh, it was incredible. And uh, it, my dream was finally coming true. So I was able to live on a tour bus. It was like a million dollar tour bus. And... I traveled the United States. I've been to every city twice, every major city, and even like some small cities here and there. Um, I've been through Canada once. I've been to every state 
in America at least twice, if not more. So that's just an, an incredible blessing that I've been able to see so much and do so much. And um, I, I thank everybody for that, making that possible. And from, from there, so I did all that. And I met this girl one night, and she was the most incredible person I've ever met. And she basically changed my life forever. Um, we met, and we talked for a while. That's how we met and what happened. That's for another story another day. But we had a long-distance relationship for a while, and then she actually ended up moving up to Michigan with me for one summer. And uh, her name is Hillary. She's my fiance. Uh, we'll get into that too. So we had a long-distance relationship, and then obviously she came to Michigan, and then um, I literally knew I could not live without her. So I had to go on tour while she was still up at my house, and I just noticed I started to change once again. And when I was on the tour bus, everyone would go out and have fun, and we'd be in different cities, you know, so you'd explore. And I found my found myself staying on the tour bus, and I started doing things like I've never ever done before. Get this, I started reading and learning, and I liked it. It was really weird, but um, I started journaling, like what was going on in my life and where I'd been. And then I started studying business, and I bought some courses, and I really just felt fell in love with learning. And I guess, yeah, like since I was a late bloomer, I guess it just happened later. <laughs> Should have happened back in school, but it didn't. It was happening now. So uh, I loved it, and I was, I was changing for the better. And uh, when I got home from that tour, I had taught myself so much, and I bought these courses that I went and told Dennis and showed him everything I bought. I was like, dude, look at this, this, and this, and this. And I just started like rattling off all these things. And he's like, okay, like we got to condense this. Like we're starting a business. And I was like, yes, this is sick. Like on my off time, because when we toured, we would go for like six to nine weeks. And then we'd be home for uh, anywhere from like two weeks to like two months. So in the off time, I would just hang out at home and basically do nothing. But now I was going to be able to have a business with some with one of my best friends and someone who could take care of it while I was gone. So it was a perfect situation. So we actually did start up a business that break. And then um, soon after that, Hillary had to move back near St. Louis, where she was originally from. And I basically told her, I was like, hey, I'm coming with you. Like, I, I can't live without you. And uh, I'm going to move to St. Louis with you. We'll get a place. We'll figure it out. So we did, we packed up our stuff and came here and we've lived here for over a year now. So after the move, um, Hillary finished college and I had to go back on tour, which stunk. So, um, well, I guess before that, what, uh, let me see, we, oh, okay. So we got here in, um, near St. Louis. And she ended up bringing me to her favorite church. And I went to church when I was young, but I'd really gotten away from church. I prayed and things like that. I still believed in pretty much all I would do is pray. When I was young, though, we always went to church, and I was the lead in all the church plays. And, like, I remember back then I would try out for, the like, the lead spots. And whoever heard, like, whatever position I was trying out for, they wouldn't try out for the positions anymore. They're like, he's going to get it because I 
whatever position I tried out for, I pretty much got it every time. So I probably should have stuck with that too now that I look back. But I hadn't been in church since then, like maybe once a year since then, Christmas or, um, you know, stuff like that. But I love this place and everyone I met there was incredible. And I started to um, like regain my faith. I loved it. So um, it seriously, it, I don't know, it, it started impacting my life and the people there were moving me. And I started to realize that from where I was when I was a kid, yeah, I was self-conscious and all those things. But then I started reflecting on where I was now and I'd started to like lose my morals. I didn't have high morals anymore. Um, my work ethic was pretty much gone. I just, I wanted to make as much money as I could with the least amount of work. Um, and I, I pretty much just cared about myself more than anybody else. I was just so focused on my dream of becoming rich and famous that I just cared about myself. And it seriously scared me for a while because I started to get depressed and I started to get angry and I pretty much just felt like I was an imposter in my own body because I knew that wasn't who I was originally and I was letting this thing change me and it it sucked and it hurt to realize that but um once once I did realize that I pretty much started to go down that self-destructive cycle again and I lost all my motivation all I wanted to do was sleep all the time and I would, I would literally sleep like 12, 15 hours at a time. I'd go, I'd stay up real late, go to bed at like three, four, five in the morning and literally not wake up till like three, four, 5 PM. It was not cool or later. So I just knew that something had to change, I guess. And I was on tour and it just, I wasn't myself. And I really just always wanted to be alone. And when I got home, I knew that I could open up to Hillary, so I did, but she didn't quite understand because for her it was as easy as like, okay, just quit and be home and then everything will be beautiful and perfect. And I understand where she was coming from, but it was deeper for me because it was my dream. Like ever since I was little, this was my dream. And I can't just throw that away. Like this is something very deep inside me. And I believe that this was my path. This is what I was put on this earth to do because I believed it when I was so young. So I think it was just very deep seated. And uh, whether I enjoyed the work or not, I knew that I was gonna continue doing it. It was the most important thing at the time and I had to become rich and famous and I was gonna win my dreams no matter the cost. And this definitely, obviously, is saying that out loud, you can tell that's not very good for a relationship. So for the next few tours, all we did, I mean, not all we did, but we did a lot of arguing and we almost ended things at least once. And it was, it was very tough and yeah, it's, it sucked. And I knew God created her for me. Like I knew she was my other half, but I was so selfish at the time that I almost, <laughs> I was so selfish that I remember thinking, you know what, if she can't see how important my dream is to me, then 
maybe we're not meant to be together at this point. And maybe we could be together at a later time, but I need to do this for me. So I almost threw away the most incredible thing that I've ever had. Um, all I could think about was blowing up though and becoming rich and famous. So I was going to do it. Um, I thought fame and money were everything like relationship that can wait, whatever. So I started focusing on my faith and learning when I was off break. But then when I would go back on tour, I would focus on getting rich and famous. So I always went back and forth and it was very tough for me to figure out why the heck I was doing this. Cause when I was on tour, I knew for a fact, this is my, this is what I have to do. This is the only way. Now when I was off tour, I was like, no, like, don't focus on that. You can focus on your life and other things. And then wherever I was, that's what I would focus on. And that was back and forth, back and forth. It sucked. And then late in 2017, we had this long break in between tours. It was like, I believe it was two months or more. And um, I was home that whole time with Hillary down in this new place. So I didn't have like a, a lot of distractions and I was learning and focusing. And I just really felt to love myself and love life again. And my heart, it started like open up and realized that I was probably going down the wrong road. And I guess life just seemed to have a lot more meaning than what I had previously thought. And um, I guess I just didn't want to face that truth with myself. So when I did finally face it, my, my stomach, it hurt. I felt like I just got punched over and over and I felt like, like a liar and I was like, I was very hard on myself for a while. And uh, I remember one specific incident that it, it, it hurts, but um, I'm gonna tell it. I wrote it so I can get through it because it's not, I cried when I wrote it. So I'm gonna get through this. I took Zara, our dog, she's right here actually. I took her to our favorite place the F-A-R-M, I can't say the word because she knows it. Um, and I take her there every day, once, twice, sometimes three times a day. And this is our favorite place. And I was finally starting to feel like myself and I was opening up, I thought. And um, when I, I took her there, early one morning, it's the first thing I did in the morning, and Hillary made me a warm cup of tea because it was so cold that morning. And when I got there, it was windy and it was gloomy and it was kind of a crappy morning and I felt kind of frustrated in the first place. Just, I don't know why, but I started walking the path and there's a big opening where I throw her Frisbee and every time I threw it, she would, she would catch it. And then when she would bring it back, she would walk like 20 feet past me and drop it. And then, She'd like stand there and I'm like, come on. So I'd walk over and get it and I'd throw it again. And she did it again and again and again. And every time she did it, I would keep, keep repeating. Like as she's coming towards me, like, okay, I'm going to tell her this time earlier, drop. And then she'd walk past me. It was kind of like she's walking towards the car, but we're going this way. So I didn't like, we just got to keep going. Like I want to get you out of energy. 
and the wind's blowing in my face and it's just like eating my face because it's so cold and I finished all my warm tea and I just kept throwing it and she kept doing it and then she was doing it and I remember just getting so mad that she walked past me and I, I yelled drop drop and I screamed at the top of my lungs just drop and I, oh, I just, I, it hurt so bad. Like, I had no idea where it came from. And my heart and everything, I just screamed so loud. And all I saw was red. And my body just, I've never felt like that much pain. And it was over nothing. Like, it was such a dumb little thing. It was just, she was walking past me. And I freaking love her to death. And when I did that, I just like it took a couple seconds to realize what actually happened and I noticed I I was so mad and it just consumed me that I chucked my mug as hard as I could at the ground and I just I looked around like what just happened and I I dropped and I just started bawling and luckily I was the only person there um because that would have looked really weird but uh it just it opened my eyes, I'll tell you that, of how much anger and confusion, I guess just hatred I had towards myself in that moment. And if I didn't go through that, I would have never known. So I'm thankful for it, but it even hurts just thinking about that time and how much anger I had inside me. I didn't know that it was possible for me to have that. So uh, I think I just packed everything up at that point and took Zara to the car. Uh, I came home and told Hillary <laughs> a much, much more mild version of what had actually happened. And uh, I think she, she kind of just could see it in me, how much it hurt me. And like to this day, obviously that had a huge impact on my life. So... Hillary and I talked and I told her basically everything how I was feeling and um, how I was so ne negative and hard on myself and how I knew I was hurting her and us and it it just all came out and I told her that I couldn't go on tour without her I wasn't gonna leave again and I had to quit for my own sanity and she understood and um, I had to call my boss and let him know all of that because he had no idea what was going on. It was a two-month break. So it took me days to build up the confidence to tell, to call him and tell him what I was thinking, like I was going to quit. And when I did finally call him, I talked to him on the phone for about 45 minutes, just stupid little small talk. Just, oh, you know, what's going on and this and that. And time was just passing and passing. I was waiting for the right moment to just break out and say it but I couldn't I I didn't want to let him down and I didn't I think secretively I didn't want to let myself down I was still struggling with giving up my what I thought was my dream but it, it, it was the same thing that was destroying me so it was tough and uh, about 45 minutes in I started opening up and all of a sudden he just stopped me and he was like hey man I know what this call is about and I said, have you do? He's like, yeah. Um, I, I pretty much, I've seen it coming for quite some time now. And 
it kind of let a big weight off my chest. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, um, I pretty much understand. And then he's, he just wanted to know my side and what I was going through. And I, I explained everything and we talked for, it was probably a good two hours and he was awesome about it. He understood, like, I didn't want to let them down. I didn't want to burn any bridges. These were all like my super good friends at this point. Like now I've, I've lived with them for months and months on tour and they were, they were like family to me. So it, it was a very hard decision, but it was something that I felt I had, I felt I had to do. So in the end we decided, um, like with my contract and with a tour coming up and like filling my spot, we, we agreed that I would go on one more tour. Uh, he would fill my spot and then I would be able to help train the new guy. I would be able to, um, leave on good terms. And that was the best option. So we did that. And, um, yeah, from like during that tour, we helped this new guy and, um, it was, it was a great last tour, but, um, there was one thing that I really had to do. I had to have Hillary come with me. So <laughs> I didn't go back on the tour bus that one. Um, we talked, we talked, we figured it out and we lined up all our hotels and we did it. We got in my car and we literally traveled the country, uh, living in a different hotel every night. We were in a different city, obviously every day. And we would drive through the night and then we'd get to the hotel and sleep. Like it was a pain in the butt, but it was, I would not take any of that back. It was awesome. It was great for our relationship. And, um, yeah, it, it was amazing. So uh, my last day came and March, it was the beginning of March, 2018. And we got through that whole tour. We ended in Texas and Hillary and I, we had a good, we had like one last hoorah with all the guys and everybody. We got in the car and we drove straight through from Texas all the way to St. Louis because we didn't want to waste one minute. Like we wanted to get home, start a new life. And uh, yeah, so we drove straight through. It was a pain in the butt too. I was very tired and we actually almost picked up two stray dogs on the way. It was, it was a crazy drive, but we made it home. And, um, being home felt incredible. It was the best feeling of my life. I started to feel like myself again and I began doing all the things that I loved. Hillary and I both share a strong love for like health and fitness. So we started uh, taking that super serious in the gym and, um, about a week. Yeah, it was about a week of being home. I just quit. We're now home, and the biggest news of our lives come. We're going to have a baby. <laughs> Insane. Like, it blew my mind. It was so hard for her to tell me, and that's also another story for another day, but I was the happiest guy in the world. Like, I made the best decision. Like, I quit. I got home, and now this was happening, and there was no way in the world I would have been able to go back on tour with either Hillary back home pregnant or like once, obviously once my baby came, like there's no option that I ever would have left. So I, I was super happy. Um, everything happened for a reason. Um, and 
it is what it is. We're we're having a baby. <sighs> so let's see. From there, um, oh, it was tough because I just quit my job, and I was in a new city that I didn't know. I had no connections really, and this baby was on the way. So luckily, Hillary just graduated uh, that December, so it was like three months before I quit. And um, we had a small fitness following, and we were able to build uh, some relationships with some individuals, and we started some women, and we started training them, and uh, we are so blessed that they trust, uh, trusted us to uh, help them transform their bodies. And we actually ended up being able to transform more than their bodies. We've been able to transform lives. And uh, it, was, it was incredible. We, so we started doing that. And a couple months from be, after we were home, Hillary and I, we kept going to church. We were building up our faith. And we decided that we were going to get baptized together like I was baptized as a baby she wasn't she had never been baptized and we both wanted to publicly declare our love for Jesus and that he was that he is our Lord and Savior and it was basically like a new mark to our lives like this is we're starting fresh and when we did that it had obviously a huge impact on impact on us and our relationship but it also trickled into our business and it was able to help um, the women that we were working with. And, oh, it was incredible. So we've seen these women's lives change, not only in their weight and their health, but in their faith and their relationships in their lives. And we've even been able to help them in the financial aspects of their lives. And this was, like, all of this happening just made me feel so, so whole inside. And helping these people, literally, I, I can honestly say that I think it's the most rewarding feeling in the world. And Hillary and I both felt that. So now, at this point, like Hillary and I realized how much we loved it, and we had a new dream. We're like, we want to help as many women as possible to change their lives. Like, oh, it, it just felt so incredible. And we wanted to be able to do that, and we... By doing that, we'd be able to work from home, and we'd be able to raise our baby that's on the way. So that was our goal. And um, to get started, I basically had my knowledge that I, I took from Dennis and I's business that ended up failing. Uh, that's a whole nother story. But I learned a lot from it, and all the stuff that I learned in business and online marketing, I put um, forward towards our goal, our business. And um, I ended up getting a side job, luckily, with her dad. I got, I was working construction two days a week, so that was able to pay for our, you know, some of our bills and things like that. Um, but I actually had a good, decent savings from touring, but I had one purchase, a big purchase that I knew I, oh, deep inside I wanted to make and I had to make. And that was Hillary's engagement ring. So I did that, and once that was bought, I pretty much used up all my savings, and I was working part-time, 
and it was basically do or die with our business. So I spent months putting all my knowledge, I was face down right here in this laptop, in my office, many of you probably know this, and it was just endless days and nights, I was just focusing on this and only this, and I built us a new website, I built us like a, a long webinar, I bought, I was spending money, like the money I had and money that I was soon not gonna have, buying softwares, and I built like automations, and we created out an entire program, and I thought, like, you know, this is it. This is, this is, our dream's gonna come true. We're gonna have a bunch of people. We're gonna be able to help. We're gonna, oh, it was just, the dream was perfect in our minds. So I did all that, and I launched. Like, it, launch day came. I put it on the internet. I opened everything up, and about a week went by. Like, so excited, talking about it 24-7. And I realized it was going nowhere. Like we had a couple calls. I don't even know if we got really any new customers. And uh, it was a bust. I spent months and months working on it. And it failed. And I failed. I felt like a failure. I, I let Hillary down. I let myself down. And like our dream wasn't going to work. So what, what was I going to do? And it, oh, that freaking hurt too. It hurt so bad because I knew we had a baby on the way. And um, I put everything I knew and everything that I had into this. And it wasn't enough. So I knew one of us had to get a job. Unfortunately, Hillary was the one with the degree. And as you know, I wasn't. And on paper, my only skill at this point, 26 years old, was still only manual labor. Because all that touring and whatnot, that, that's not really a skill on paper at all. So we decided that um, she would get the job because she was able to get a better job. And um, we thought about both of us getting a job, but... <clears throat> We did all the calculations and at the end of it, the best job that I could get would basically just be breaking, I mean, I'd be taking home money, but we'd be like breaking even with how expensive childcare is, you know, all our bills and groceries and yeah, so you might be taking home a couple hundred bucks a month, but then we'd both be gone. We wouldn't be able to see each other, have family time, anything. Our child would be raised by somebody else and our dream of this business would be put on hold. Like nobody would be able to work on it. So she applied for, or she, she actually just did like an outreach and um, luckily was able to get a position, a good position fairly quick. And uh, that was incredible. We we're so blessed that she has that job. And um, yeah, we decided that I was going to stay home and raise a baby and I could work continue working to build our business to make our dreams come true. So that's a lot of weight on my shoulders. And as a, obviously some tears were shed through that, not being able to have Hillary at home, raising a baby made me feel like a failure as a soon to be husband and not being able to provide for my family. 
So, yeah, that was, uh, it's still, it's been tough to get over. But I knew that I had to be here, one, to raise and take care of our baby, and two, so we could focus on this. I can build out our, our new website and, and re have a re-go at it. So that's what I did for the next couple months. And uh, we had a new launch, a big launch. Um, many of you have probably seen it. We spent like a couple, or we spent $100 on, or we gave $100 away for our ad. And um, that it went great. It was a big launch and we got a handful of new customers and we thank all of you. We love you and we've been able to once again change lives. But it was still small. It wasn't as big as we had anticipated. Um, so we started that boot, it was a boot camp, and um, about two weeks in, <laughs> Hillary was doing a live workout with a group, and she went into labor during a workout. Like, it's so funny to rewatch that. But it started happening, and she, she ended the workout. We actually ordered pizza. She was like, no, they're going to go away. I'm hungry. So we we started watching a movie. We are eating pizza, and she's getting contraction after contraction every couple minutes. And uh, I'm like, I think we should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> so we did, and the next day, we have our baby girl, Alora. <laughs> oh, she's incredible. She's the biggest blessing of our lives. She's right here. She's sleeping in the room next to me. Oh, she brings oh, so much joy to me every time I look at that screen and go pick her up. I miss her just being walls away, which really does suck because I know Hillary's um, at work and she can't be here for this right now, but she will be. I'm, I'm going to get her home. I know it. I just have to keep grinding. Um, so since Alora's been born, we've had one more launch, and once again, we were able to get more women and we've been transforming their lives so incredibly and uh i just can't be thankful enough towards everybody and now everything in our life our life now isn't picture perfect at all we don't have our dream house yet we don't have our dream vehicles and um we want to raise alora in the best way that we possibly can so we have some big dreams and aspirations but it really took me this last two weeks. I've sat down and mapped out my entire life. I've been meditating, writing, processing, reflecting, and then handwriting, and then typing, and then drawing it out, rewriting. And I've literally been doing this for two weeks now. And that's why I've been MIA. I know I said that I was doing lives every day this year, but I took a good week and a half off, two weeks of doing this. And um, it all hit me when I mapped it out. Like I know, I know what it is now to help change people's lives. And I, I like the answers are there and the life changing aspects are there and the world has to know this. And we're going to be the first couple to bring these new things out. And, uh, it, it all hit me. So <laughs> it's incredible. It's going to be a great year. And, um, I just want to say thank you for watching. Um, yeah. It's been a roller coaster, but 
thank you all. I will talk to you very soon. I love you all. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm going to continue doing these. So I'll fill you in as time goes on. Bye. That was tough, guys. See ya.